You're tuned into an all-new edition of LB's Fresh Cuts on the Ole Miss Spirit. I'm Brian Scott Rippey. We're going to get going here in a minute, but first, let's hear from LB's Meat Market. LB's Fresh Cuts with Brian Scott Rippey is brought to you by who else? LB's Meat Market, the preeminent butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi, the place to go for any and all of your meat needs. Just right now, they've got the Lane Train Special, a six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet for $10. they got fresh seafood, grill packs, and a lot of different types of sausages. Put simply, if your grill is in need of meat, the only place to go in Oxford, Mississippi is LB's Meat Market. Give them a call today at 662-259-2999. That's 662-259-2999. Stop by and see them at 2008 University Avenue. That's just across the street from Kroger. It's LB's Meat Market, your butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. is up on a Friday. I'm Brian Scott Rippey. I realize I just did the exact same intro I used to do for my old podcast. So I already balked halfway through. This is another edition of Fresh Cuts, though. The podcast about horse gambling, meat, whatever. I was about to say horse meat and gambling, but that makes it sound like I said horse meat. Uh, yeah, you, but, you, you know, really messed that uh, tweet up here. Yeah, was, I did. I actually said Greg instead of I Greg's mean, I, horse. I think we, we need to make it clear that like LB's does not sell horse meat. Like, no, no. We, <laughs> we sell. Uh, we actually sell exclusive USDA prime cuts and uh, wagyu and uh, you know exclusive exclusive products. So there's no horse meat going on at L, at LB's. That voice you're hearing on the other end. Most of you probably know by now, but you don't know his latest title. That is Kentucky Derby champion Greg. How's it feel, man? Uh, it was it was awesome, you know. I, uh, in all seriousness, uh, whenever he came down the stretch, I, you know, kind of felt like um, he was going to fade away, or you know, tis the law was just literally going to just uh, you know g- fly p- right past past him, but. You know, man, he gr- he grinded grinded away, and you know, and crossed the line, you know, in in, in stylish fashion. So, yeah, man, um, waking up a Kentucky Derby um, champion owner is a uh, kind of uh, not a lot of people get to say that. So, um, so yeah, we'll put that feather in the cap. Yeah, dude, that's pretty crazy stuff. That's uh, that's awesome. I uh, like I you were trying to like you were explaining it to me throughout the week. I feel like I've learned more about horse racing as we uh, as we've gone further in these podcasts. And I was at a uh, local establishment here watching it with some people, and I kind of knew what was going on because I figured Tis the Law heavy favorite would eventually take him over, but it just never happened. So it's the first time I watched a horse race in my life where I was like, actually, I kind of get the idea of what should happen here and what didn't happen. So. That was pretty crazy, although I did not put two and two together until you texted me like 12 hours later the next day when I asked, uh, did your horse win? Until I didn't put that together until 24 hours later. So maybe next time I'll get all of it in one. But yeah, congrats no, on the crown. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good race. And, you know, it's a, 
it's it's good that you knew what was going on and uh so maybe just tis the law just doesn't like uh churchill down so we'll just chalk uh tis the law up to not uh not enjoying the churchill downs track absolutely so this week we have real life football as we speak we're about an hour as we record i should say we're about an hour from kickoff for texans chiefs the nfl is back and it just feels it feels one well, i wouldn't be a heavy downer it feels awesome it feels a little weird though too does it not yeah, like the hype I mean, is not the same because of everything going on in the world. It just feels like it just kind of showed up on us. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, hey, it's Thursday, and uh, NFL, you know, uh, didn't um, didn't back down on, on the COVID and took care of their players, and you know, and did protocols on you know every team. So um, it seems like uh, the NFL did the right thing and just uh, kept moving forward with it. And uh, you know, we get blessed with uh, uh, NFL starting time right on on cue. We do. And so that last week's picks included this game because this the podcast obviously would not drop until we record until after we recorded or excuse me, the game would have already happened by the time this, you're hearing this podcast would drop. So both Greg and I were on the Texans. I counted up by hand. I believe last week I went three and one and you went two and two. We both got absolutely obliterated by Navy because the uh, the Mormons. Uh- uh, no, because Clay, absolutely- because Clay Travis. We're blaming that on Clay Travis. Like that's uh, a great point, but they just absolutely obliterated them. Uh, like, yeah. I, I mean, mean that like, game was not competitive from the jump. I mean, obviously, uh, 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 now that we've got a couple games under our belt, we've got the handicap system going, and we're probably going to be fading Southern Miss a lot. We're probably going to be. Probably on the BYU train, it looks like. They look pretty solid, and, you know, they probably have a favorable schedule to where um, they can probably run the spread against the uh, against the spread. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, oh, and Middle Tennessee State, man. I mean, come on. Can you give us a touchdown so we can get the over? Good Lord, man. Yeah, at least we got the troops there. We were on the right side of that one. That's what I was about to say. We were all smooth sailing on Saturday. You fell victim to the mustard buzzards on Thursday. I had the other side of that, and then we both just got obliterated. I was counting them up by hand, but I have this new software that I'm going to use to track our picks all year. It is a ballpoint pen and computer paper. Instead of backtracking them, I'm going to write them down as we speak because uh, my brain operates on the next level. So we're going to run through all the – not all the games this week. We're going to run through – we got a decent bit of college games, and when you speak to the, we were speaking about how like this just kind of crept up on us without us really kind of like getting the full football hype. Where you go through the whole hard knocks, last chance you in July, you hang on to the preseason and kind of get you get you a little appetizer before the real football gets here. It just kind of happened this year, and I think a good example of that is I just for whatever reason my mind had it down that all major colleges were starting September 29th or 26th whatever the date is when Ole Miss and the SEC starts but the the ACC is this weekend that is happening this weekend did that catch you by surprise because I literally found that out checking for scores on Sunday Yeah I mean Miami's uh Miami's going to have 20% capacity for both the Dolphins and the uh Miami game uh, the Hurricanes so I mean 
I, I'm 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 excited, man. I mean, it's just it's 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 a blessing in disguise. You know, we you were talking about you know sneaking up on us, but you know it's a good sneak up for once. You know, we would sn- we would get so um, comfortable and casual with you know having the NFL preseason that we would sleep through and try to you know see if we can't find a sleeper on your fantasy league. But um, you know it's uh, it's straight to the point. Let's you know let's uh, put the football down on the um, fifty yard line. And let's go to work. You know so it's exciting, man. I'm really excited. You know can't wait to watch the game. It's just going to be really weird in in Kansas City tonight. It is, and I don't know. Uh, to be completely honest, I don't know what the capacity is there. Yeah, um, I mean, can you? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the first thing they show is that you know stadium full blown to the get. You know, I think Kansas City sold out. I don't know how many years in a row. So it's just going to be really weird. Yeah, it really is. So it's, it's, so the, the Chiefs are, let's see. The Chiefs are selling tickets. So there will be some people there. I would just ask the NBC crew, I think that's doing this game. Pump it in crowd so. noise. So when we're on camera, I think it'll be fun. But can we can we do without the the pan shots of the empty stadium depressing everyone? I get you got to show it a couple of times, but can we keep those to a minimum? Because other than that, I think it could be fairly normal. Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely say, I mean, but as uh, as what what is normal, you know? <laughs> so uh, that that's how I feel about it. But it's going to be exciting just to watch the you know just to watch you know uh, uh, you know a high profile football game, you know. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've never been excited about uh, Austin P versus uh, Central Arkansas in my life and never thought I would be. But, you know, it was good to watch that game. And, you know, a lot of people tuned in. But, you know, there's going to be no telling how many people are going to be tuning into this game. It's going to be uh, it's just going to be a kind of a point to where we start right here and we move forward with everything. 100%. So let's get rolling through them. I would say we were going to do Miami but right before we started recording this i tried to turn it on and the acc network is blacked out who should find me one person off the top of their head that knows how to access the acc network and the pac-12 network you a liar because they don't exist no sorry you know um how do you screw up a tv deal that badly um you know man there's a lot of people that you know um want particular things in a contract and uh if it doesn't get worked out then they're stubborn enough to, you know, um, to do it. So, which is pretty sad because, you know, who misses out is the fan. And, you know, what the whole point of, the, of having the sport is the fan. So, it's tough, man. It's really tough. But I feel bad for those. But, you know, uh, th- uh, you can uh, don't move south. That's all I'll tell you. We're going to go through the college games first. I'm going to cherry pick some of these ACC games. You've got Notre Dame as an honorary ACC winner. I mean, you got, excuse me, you got Notre Dame as an AC member this year. So we will roll through that first and just kind of see where this goes. So I'm just going to do, I'm not going to do the crappy one. So Syracuse, North Carolina, I say that kind of oxymoron there. Uh, North Carolina is minus 23 against Syracuse, the fighting Phil Longo. Syracuse had a bunch of dudes opt out. I think things are not going well for the, uh, for the old orange men there. I have, whatever. I'll lay the points. North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, like, I have no clue what's going on because, you know, there's not been much reports going on. And it's been more, um, you know, political on on the sports front. So uh, I didn't know about Syracuse uh, being terrible. I actually liked uh, Dab. Um, what's his um, 
what's Syracuse coach's uh, name? Dino Babers. Yeah, I really like that guy. I don't know how it, you know, folded up on him so bad, but um, he actually had a couple good wins in the last couple of years, and it really brought that program from nothing, man. I remember, uh, man, I, I, I just feel like I'm going to take every underdog on this situation, but I'm going to take the dog here. Okay, Syracuse it is. Florida State, Georgia Tech. Florida State's a 13-point favorite at home. Know nothing about either of these teams other than it's Mike Norvell's debut and Jeff Collins is year two removed from the triple option. So, I don't know. FSU, why not? Okay, well, I'm on Georgia Tech. I mean, you know, I just uh, I think that they're – you just got to trust these numbers are going to be too large. I mean, you know, they nailed it on the head with Arkansas State and Memphis last week. So, um, you know, uh, I'm going to trust these – these numbers, and I'm going to take the uh, the numbers. Ooh, Clemson is college game day, six thirty Saturday night. Place should yeah, be so rocking. What, how, how's that going to be? Is I mean, like at, at, at ten a.m. Like there, I mean, is it just going to pan to just the four guys on the studio? I mean, I think they're going to have two dudes in mass touching Howard's rock, and that's going to be the whole show. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. I would like to see game day make it as normal as possible, but I feel like if you're looking for a way to get depressed about this college football season not being that normal, the whole fanless game day yeah, might do the sure. trick for you. Uh, yeah. Florida State, excuse me, Wake Forest is catching 33-and-a-half at home. No Jamie Newman. He transferred to Georgia. And then his – what was your favorite moment about Jamie Newman's career as a Georgia Bulldog? Because he opted out before they ever got through camp. Anyway – well, I'll go the big uh, number so whenever, here. Whenever uh, that cat gets drafted in the NBA, I mean NFL, so is he going to claim Wake Forest or is he going to claim Georgia? I guess it's Wake Forest because I would imagine it's degrees from there, but you might have like a little Georgia tie on or something. I don't really know how that works. You know Georgia's going to somehow get, the, get a claim in on that for sure. Oh, 100%. Georgia will put that on the recruiting graphics wherever he's drafted. That's 100% certain. <laughs> I'm going uh, Wake here, 33 and a half at home. That seems like a lot. I mean, you know, I'm all about the home dog. Let's go with the Bow Wows and let's uh, try to try try to hang in there until the third quarter and uh, let just not let the wheels fall off in the fourth. Duke Notre Dame, David Cutcliffe trying to go ruin the Catholics day. Notre Dame's getting uh, giving 20 and a half at home. I'll go. Why not Cutcliffe? I don't know anything about Duke this year, but that feels too big. Yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, I just uh, I'm not a Notre Dame fan on this deal. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Duke on this. Let's keep go- let's keep going with the dogs. That's the last one I really think we should do for college. You've got Texas actually playing this weekend, but they're playing UTEP. That's a cool 43 point spread. So I think we're just going to pass on that one. Let's, let's we'll, take we'll, the over on that. Let's, let's yeah. take the over. Yeah, maybe the Texas team total. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I. NFL Sunday and what? We can't, we can't announce a game and not put some kind of semi-play on some kind of action on it. I mean, that's just that's that's how we are now. Come on, Red. We're moving on to NFL. Uh, you've got all kinds of games Sunday. I mean, this NFL slate, if this doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. You get the nice, cool doubleheader Monday night football to kick off the season, as we always do. Let's roll through these. You've got Miami giving six and a half to Cam Newton and the New England Patriots in 
Foxborough. A lot. This the NFL's most fascinating team might be the New England Patriots. A lot of projections have them around six and ten, five and eleven. A lot of analysts think that Bill Belichick sleepwalked to ten wins if Cam's even a halfway a version of what he once was. Where are you going here? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm on I'm on the Dolphins for some strange reason. I mean, like. Uh, I'm pretty sure probably about halfway through the first quarter, I'm going to be looking at the game and have my hands in my face and be like, why did I take the Dolphins? They are terrible. But with that being said, Burrell, I'm on the Dolphins. I kind of agree with you there, too, because the Patriots are always known to throw up a stinker in uh, September, particularly when Brady was quarterback. I don't know if it's a different story. Uh, This year, I also don't know if it's not a different story. I think Cam Newton and the Pats still could be fine, but I like the Dolphins here. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in there and gets it done. Might even sprinkle a little money line here. Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you 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 praise the Dolphins coach a lot, and he is one and zero in 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 his record. Career against uh, against the Patriots at Foxborough. So, I mean, you know, that is true. It cost them the bye last year, and then they lost to the Titans. That guy uh, Brian Flores won five games in a year where his organization was actively I mean, trying to make that, them lose as I many mean, games if, as possible. If, if there's the most uh, throw your hands like I don't know emoji, uh, I would think it would probably be the Dolphins and maybe a small play on that money line. Browns Ravens Baltimore's a seven point touch or touch. I can't talk today. Touchdown favorite at home. I just am not buying the Browns. Not buying OBJ. I think Kevin Stefanski will be a better coach than Freddie Kitchens. But man, that's like hopping over a twig on the ground and saying you raise the bar. I just I don't. I like it's a low bar set. I think the pay. I think uh, the Ravens roll over. I'm going Baltimore here. Yeah, I mean I've got Lamar Jackson on my fantasy football team for a reason. And it's probably because he's probably going to put up 40 points against Baltimore. I mean, against um, the Browns here. You know, leave it up to Odell Beckham to start the season off with a, with a, with a bang, you know. I mean, that's just the type of franchise that is, man. They're trying to take a chance on that guy. He's terrible, man. Like, stick to the basics. I think the Browns are, uh, you know, kind of – I don't know, man. I think Baker is still – a working in progress, but man, I, I think Ravens just absolutely roll here. Bills minus six and a half at home against the Jets. This game happened early in the year last year. It was just an atrocious football game that I think the Jets stole. I can't remember, um, but I think I'm going to go Bills here. I like Darnold. I like the Jets as kind of an outside shot to win the division. Darnold's third year, finally healthy. They've got a little bit of talent around him now. But uh, I think Buffalo builds on what they had last year, and they roll here. So I'll go Bills minus six and a half. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, so do we know Sam Darnold got COVID? Because, I mean, he got mono. So I would hope that he would, you know. Stay out of the bars, Sam. Jeez, man. It's just hard. uh, I like Buffalo. I think they're going to be a breakout team, and um, um, they're going to be a solid bet throughout the year. So I like Buffalo here a lot. Las Vegas at Carolina. This is an interesting one. The Raiders are a three-point road favorite at Carolina. I get the home road thing's not going to matter as much this year. You're still traveling the East Coast time zone. I'm going to go Carolina here. I don't think they're necessarily going to be very good this year, even with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. I think they're kind of a franchise in transition. Matt Rule, big defensive guy. Like I think they'll eventually be pretty good. Don't think they're very good this year, but I'll take them against the Raiders either to, here because they're a home underdog, and I don't think Las Vegas is very good. 
Well, I'm going to give you an angle uh, that I have bet probably since I was 19 years old. So uh, that's been a, a lump sum of years ago. But the angle is if a team is traveling to a different time zone, always take the team that is that is at home, regardless if it's a plus 14 and a half, plus 10, whatever it is. So uh, we're all on Carolina on this, and this is actually the five-star lock of the, uh, the week. You heard it first there. Put your car payment on the Carolina uh, Panthers. I can't wait, you know, and I cannot wait for the bombs that we're going to get on the tw- on the Twitter. And they're going to be like, I bet on Carolina, and that was the best play I had all day. I, uh, I can just hear it now. Atlanta, the team that no one in America seems to be able to quit in terms of betting on, is a plus is a two point two and a half point underdog at home to DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, and the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not doing it this year. I'm taking the needle out of my arm. I'm done with Atlanta. I'm finally putting it down cold turkey. Give me their Seahawks on the road favorites. Even though that just broke the rule you just said. I don't care. I can't do the Falcons. Just probably maybe 10 seconds ago, let let the world know about the angle of the dangle, and that is always take the home on a time pinch So. I'm on Atlanta. I do not like betting on Atlanta, but I have to follow my system play. And here's my system play. And my system plays are going to be Carolina, and they're going to be Atlanta. And that's how it goes. 90 seconds ago, I thought you were the smartest man alive. I may still think that in some instances, but for this brief 30 seconds talking about this pick, I just can't. I can't agree with you. I'm done with the Falcons. I can't do it. Your theory is good and correct. I just this is a personal vendetta for me. I'm done Look, with the Falcons. I, I do not like the Atlanta Falcons, but I literally have to play the play. It is a system bet, and that's what the system asks for. And you have to bet the system regardless of what the system likes or not. But you can't bet with your heart if you think Ole Miss is going to win. And you th- and you want to bet on them? Do not do that if you're an Ole Miss fan. That is my advice. Do not bet with your heart. Bet with your money. You work hard for your money. We find system plays. The system play Carolina Atlanta this week. Now it might go zero and two, and you're going to probably be like, "Oh, I don't like your system." But in the long run, my the system works, and that's 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 what we're going with. Look, if someone ever comes across me, if whether we're hanging out or at an establishment this year, and I start talking about how well Atlanta's got pretty good offensive talent, Matt Ryan really never has gotten his full due. Someone just give me a helpline to call because I've refused to do it again this year, but I just don't know how uh, how strong I am. Ricky, <laughs> you don't have to mention Matt Ryan's name at all. You literally let the people know that Atlanta is at home. Seattle is a West Coast time difference. They're traveling to the East Coast. This is a system play. We are taking Atlanta. Don't this is going to be a 17-week battle for me, though. I'm going to like their lines every week. What we, what we should do is maybe we should do a, the travel rule and see what it does and what the percentage is. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, man, I probably should bet that, even though I hate Atlanta. Okay, remind me of that on Monday. I actually kind of like that when I'm tallying these up to count the travel rules. On this one, here's something that's going to take a while to get used to. Under the little like line things, WAS football team, WASFT, the Washington football team, is catching six at home against the Eagles. 
Um, call me crazy here. I like the Washington football team. I think Philadelphia is going to start slow. I think Washington's going to be a four or five win team maximum, but this just feels like a week one trap. So I'm going Washington. I'm with you. I'm all about the traps. I love, I mean, I love getting in the traps and staying in the trap. And then the bet actually works out and you're on the right side. This is going to be the perfect opportunity here. First week, nobody knows anything. You know, um, they don't even know what the mascot of the Washington, whatever they are. But uh, we're going to go with the Washington, whatever they are. And then let's just uh, think that come out looking like geniuses because we, we bet for a living. Detroit and Chicago. Detroit's kind of in the last couple of weeks, particularly with a couple of guys that I respect that uh, that. Uh, analyze football. Chris Long being one of them, former player, does a podcast with Ryan Russillo once a week during football season. Think it's the best football talk going. You should go check it out. They're kind of like bullish on the Lions, maybe making a run at this division with the Packers kind of being in a weird limbo and Rodgers being cranky. And it's really just Kirk Cousins and Mitchell Trubisky. Are you really scared of the rest of that division? If there was ever a time for Matt, uh, for Matt Stafford to have a career-defining moment, it would be this season. They're minus two and a half at home against the Bears, and this might be my quadruple lock of the week or whatever you said three picks ago. Give me the Lions. Uh, I mean, you know, I think we need to uh, rewind to three podcasts ago, and we told everybody to get on Detroit Lions, and we just – for two weeks and just uh, confirm our bets on this. I mean, this is, I think I like this a lot. I mean, I know Zach, who uh, makes all the sausage at LB's, who's a big Chicago Bears fan, hopefully doesn't listen to the podcast and uh, get mad at me for taking uh, the Detroit Lions. But, I mean, I like, I I drafted TJ Hawkinson at tight end, and, you know, Stafford always likes that tight end, and I think that he's going to find him a lot first week. I know the Bears' defense is solid, but, you know, we're, we're talking about Mitchell Trubisky here in the long run, you know. Um, let's, uh, let's go with the smart money, and then we're going to go with, again, another five-star lock, Detroit Lions all day long. Indy, Jacksonville. Jacksonville has to be tanking, even though I do love America's, I should say Mississippi's favorite son, Gardner Minshew. They're just trying to lose at this point. Doug Marone's a dead man walking in terms of head coach. They're a franchise completely in limbo. Maybe one of the worst franchises in professional sports. That said, they're catching seven and a half at home against Phillip Rivers, his 12 kids, and the Indianapolis Colts. So Jags plus seven and a half at home. I'm going to do, it's a week one thing. I'm not going to do this all year long, but week one, these tend to kind of not make sense. And this is one of the ones that don't make sense. I'm going Jack. This feels exactly the same as the skins to me. Seven and a half at home. Why not? Yeah. I mean, there, there, it seems like it is a trap. I mean, what, what, what's the, uh, the end game for Jacksonville? I mean, you know, they're basically cleaning house. They had Jalen Ramsey, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, you know, they just ship them off for nothing, you know? I have no idea what Amir Khan, who is uh, actually he owns Fulham Football Club. Um, so I think he's kind of pushing for the whole NFL London deal, which that's great. But I mean, you know, and all honestly, like we need a football franchise in the National Football League. We don't, it's not the National London League. So uh, with that being said, man, I just don't, I mean, as, as much as I've been on the dog train and I think the numbers are it. 
I just I, I I'm on Philip Rivers and his twelve kids and uh, the uh, other ten people on the field. So, I mean, that's a lot of numbers to have on the field. So we're going to go with the Colts here. All righty. Yeah, I agree. If 1776 had gone a little different, they could probably have an NFL team. But what's weird about this, as I notice we get to the final noon game, there's like 110 billion noon games and only three late games, which is kind of unusual. But anyway, last noon game of the weekend is Minnesota is minus two and a half against the Packers. I don't really trust Kirk Cousins, even though he's kind of an ace in noon games and really just uh, soils his pants in primetime games. I don't know why. Call me nuts here, but I kind of like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers here, even though I necessarily don't like them for the division. I just think that Aaron's going to come out and kind of have a little fu attitude about the whole Jordan Love thing. I think eventually after they lose a couple games, then it's going to turn toxic. But for now, I could see him throwing four touchdowns and being like, yeah, what's up? So I'm going Packers here. Have we figured out a way to bet on um... – uh, Aaron Rodgers to go to Los Angeles. I mean, Las Vegas Raiders after after the year. I mean, we got to figure out a way to bet that. We should be able to get good odds. I'm calling that. Someone okay, I like that. I like that a lot because Gruden. I like the whole connection there. I do, I don't know if so. There's that. If that is out there, please someone send us a link and uh, we'll give you a mail order. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I I mean that's. Just, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to get off the point here, but. Uh, I agree with you on here on the Green Bay. I, I just I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've bet against the guy and actually won more times than I've lost. So I'm going to try to keep that trend going, and uh, we're going to go Green Bay here. I like it. I like it. So now we're getting into the late games, and I say there's only three. Don't Please don't mistake that for a complaint. They're pretty awesome for the most part, except for this one. You've boxed yourself into a corner and really don't have a choice here. The Chargers are traveling to the Eastern time zone to play the Cincinnati Bengals, and Joseph Burrow is a three-point home underdog against the L.A. Chargers and the Bengals. I actually agree with you here. Time zone be damned. Uh, The Chargers are going to start Tyrod Taylor the first week and not Justin Herbert, which, I mean, I understand. But Tyrod Taylor is a three-point road favorite against anyone. No, thank you. Uh, I'll take the Bungles. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just uh, we don't know who the quarterback for the Bengals is. We don't know who the wide receiver is. We don't care. It's a travel rule game. We pull the trigger on the travel rule, and we're going to take the ba- uh, the Bungles. This is an interesting one here up next because it might be the sucker line of the weekend now that I look at it. San Francisco is minus six and a half at home against Arizona. The Arizona money line is plus 240. Real juicy there. You know, Kyler Murray was a hell of a watch last year. I mean, he was one of the more fun electric players in the NFL to watch. I thought he was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I am a Kyler Murray fan, Stan, whatever you want to call it. But this feels like a trap, right? Everyone. One hammers Arizona thing in there, you know, maybe can compete even though it's the toughest, probably the toughest division in football. I'm going to go against my instincts here. I will fully admit come Sunday I will probably have changed my mind 30 times and may go Arizona, but I think I'm going to go the Niners here just because I feel like I know better. Well, um, I, I just enjoy that feeling of betting um, a uh, team like the Arizona Cardinals and, and the halfway through the first quarter they're down 14 to nothing and have my hands in my face and said, why did I bet the Arizona Cardinals? But um, again, I'm all about it. I like Arizona Cardinals here. I think Kenron uh, Drake is going to have a, a decent year in the offense. Um, I think Kyler Murray is kind of adapted to, you know, 
Kingsbury brings a college feel to the whole deal, you know, and I think that helps out a lot of people um, whenever they're playing sports like that. So, um, you know, NFL gets keep gets it straight professional, you know, that's just your job and whatnot. But I just get the feeling that, you know, Kingsbury is going to keep it loose, give it the college feel. I, didn't they trade for um, – I was about to say Bernard Hopkins, but he's the freaking boxer. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. The trade of the offseason. Everyone calling Bill O'Brien an idiot. Like, I'm telling you, it's there. They're going to be exciting. I just don't know if it translates to wins. I, 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 I get that, but it, it, turns, it, it translates to covers and against the spread. So, we'll take, we'll take Arizona here. I like the play. Probably the marquee game of the afternoon, assuming Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman are calling this game. It is New Orleans minus three and a half at home against Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, name whoever else you want from the Bucks. Uh, at New Orleans, plus three and a half for the Bucks here. I'm going Saints. This just feels like, I don't know. I mean, this just, this, I, I don't know. This, talk about having no feel. This is the one game I'll throw my hands up and say I have no feel. I'll, you know what? Actually, I'll change my mind. Bucks, Brady, book it. Why not? Well, I, um, I mean, you know, regardless if there's not one fan or two fan or a hundred thousand fans, I mean, I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints here. I just feel like, um, you know, regardless of Tampa Bay with their situation and um, bringing in who, uh, you know, uh, uh, basically a fantasy football team, um, that that's fine, but. Uh, I, I think that Sean Payton Jr. and I think Drew Brees and Kamar is going to get it done. And uh, look for Mike Thomas to have a big day because, you know, I've got him on my fantasy team. So if I have a player on my fantasy team, he's going to go off. And I think Mike Thomas is going to go off and the Saints uh, win by 10. So we'll chalk it up as another win. There you go. Sunday night football, an interesting one. Cowboys are a three-point road favorite at the Los Angeles Rams. Is your rule working reverse here? Because this team's going west coast, I mean, from Central Time to West Coast. I like the Rams here. I think the Cowboys are going to be pretty good. I still like the Eagles to win the division. But week one here, everyone's kind of dumping on the Rams. They, caught, they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. They're in purgatory with all these weird contracts that they had to win now. They didn't have a ton of free agent money. They're still not terrible. I'm going to go Rams here. Sean McVay kind of pulls a fast one in week one. Cowboys will be all right. But I like the Rams here, plus three. Well, I, uh, I agree with you on the here. I like the Rams a lot. It doesn't mean – how many games have you seen the Chicago – I mean the uh, Dallas Cowboys – play Sunday night either at their place or on the East Coast? How many times have you ever seen them on the West Coast? Not a lot. I mean, I can't, I couldn't tell you. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's another uh, uh, road bet. Uh, I, I, I like the travel rule here and I really like uh, the uh, Rams and I really just don't want the points. I'll just go ahead and take the money line. First of two Monday night double, uh, Monday night double header. This is pretty much a, if you're over 50 and you've romanticized about the NFL back in the good old days, please watch this game. Giants, Steelers. Everyone's saying Big Ben's done, but I'd like to see him be bad first. He was absolutely phenomenal on a chaotic team in 2018. Got hurt last year. Everyone's kind of writing this guy off without actually showing any signs of it other than getting hurt in the second game last year. Uh, I'm just going to go Steelers here. I'll go road favorite. I think they're going to obliterate him. Not a big Danny Dimes guy uh particularly at least not yet um i'm gonna go steelers here i think they're actually kind of a little sneaky uh dark horse to uh at least push the ravens a little well i have to throw out a secret so i always bet the monday night home dog and especially 
if it's something like a terrible team like the Giants. And who is it? Dan, Daniel Jones? Or is that the Alabama's quarterback? What, no, no, Daniel Jones. You got it right. Danny uh, Dimes. Danny Dimes. Holy cow. Okay, yeah. Uh, sign me up for uh, for the Giants plus three at home. That's uh, uh, I'll, I'll, again, I'm I'll pretty sure I'll be halfway through the first quarter with my hands in my face saying, why did I bet on the New York Giants? And then the second part of the night, the Tennessee Titans coming off an AFC championship game appearance are a two-point road favorite against the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke kind of feels like the Baker Mayfield of last year where they beat up on a bunch of bad teams down the stretch, a little bit of the hype machine. All that being said, I kind of like the Broncos here. They're at home. Titans never really seem to play well in Denver. Week one, maybe a little bit of a hangover after the playoff run last year. I'm liking Denver here. They've got Melvin Gordon. I know they lost Vaughn Miller, but I still like the defense. I'm going to go Denver here to cap off the weekend, even though my heart will, of course, be rooting for the Tennessee Titans. Well, again, you don't bet with your heart. You bet with your money. And that's what you just did. You don't bet with your heart. You bet with your money. We're definitely on Denver here, home dog. Um, you know, I, I think Denver's going to be sneaky good. Um, look out for Cortland Sutton. Uh, he is on the uh, – the Como Care Bears fantasy football team. Uh, so uh, look for him to break out, you know, on on Monday night. So, yeah, Court and Sutton and the Denver Broncos, we'll take that to the bank for sure. Awesome. Well, that wraps it up, dude. Uh, week one, that felt good to go through the whole routine again, huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, like uh, everybody loves sports, so we love sports. I normally do this at the top of the show. Obviously, I'll have the results next week. Follow Greg the Meat Sharp for all of your uh, picks and winnings. I'm just along for the ride, and uh, we'll see where my shitty picks end up. What's going on at the store this week? Man, uh, you know, we just got done with Labor Day weekend and just got done stocking up with some fresh sausages. I think we did, man, I think we ended up doing eight sausages this weekend. So we're stocked up for the weekend real nice on some sausages. Uh, ribeye sausage, Swayze sausage, Italian sausage. Uh, we did some Blue Dream sausage this weekend, which is uh, Mississippi farm-raised blueberries with some uh, Delta cane syrup. So it's a really good uh, sweet kind of breakfast sausage. And then, uh, of course, uh, uh, cutting those prime ribeyes and Lane Trains, which is the five to six ounce bacon wrap filet for ten bucks. And uh, uh, yeah, man, just uh, steady as she goes, uh, just um, grinding away. And, uh, you know, it's always uh, good to let us know if there's a particular order you're looking for. If you've got a larger order where you want six or seven ribeyes, just call ahead and just let me know. I'll set it over the side, put your name on it. And, you know, we'll give you 10% off because you're letting us know ahead of time and we can get you taken care of. You heard it first there. Too good of a deal not to pass or to pass up, I should say. Um, go check him out, LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. This was fun, dude. Glad to be back in the routine. We'll be back at it next week. Be well and make some cash. Yeah, man. Always.